Welcome everyone to a new episode of Ian Hates Movies. My name is Ian and I am joined as always by Nick. Now, the difference though in this episode is this is the first episode since I moved down to Austin, Texas. I am no longer in Boston. So maybe we should do road trip at some point because we can then, you know, do the comparison about getting that completely confused because I tend to only move to places that rhyme, apparently. So that's a little strange for me, but I love it here in Austin. Unfortunately, I ruined my Friday night by watching this god-awful piece of fucking garbage. So, Nick, how are you doing today? Doing much better. I don't know. Maybe it's the hour time difference. You know, Ah. I just feel so much more positive about the day still on the east coast nice well now don't get me wrong i am very positive about being in texas and i love everything about it but i i feel like i can't necessarily be very positive about the movie we just watched Ah. Yeah, I, I look, I, how can you not give it away a little bit? It will be, I will be extremely shocked, by the way, if you tell me that you love this movie. We will obviously get to it. But do you want to do a little background of why we decided to do this movie in the first place? There's background there? I don't know. I think I just <laughs> asked you. <laughs> do you want to yeah, do this movie? Yeah, it was just like... They, oh my God, Netflix is really, you know, they're, they're begging for cash at this point. Yes. They're, they're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Projects they probably turned down three years ago are now the only way they're hoping to stay afloat. Well, and, wait, 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 wait. Do you think they're doing that? Or do you think the reason why they're in the mess they're in is because they're giving money to movies like this? Oh, yeah. But I don't think they realize that. Ah, Okay. I think this was kind of like a Hail Mary, like, hey, let's put Jamie Foxx and Snoop Dogg. Let's figure <laughs> something out. Sure. Yeah, let's figure something out. I'm sure if we just throw Jamie Foxx and Snoop Dogg at this movie, that is going to be what we need to do. Now, by the way, it has like a fucking, what is it, a 58% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's been out for three days. We're recording this on Sunday. I don't know how it's that fucking high. I think it's Dave Franco's family. Ah, I think it's he's got an extended family and they're all they're just happy to see him working again. I think he paid to be in this movie. There may be some truth to that. Look, what does he have to worry about anyways? He's married to like Alison Brie, isn't he? He's the luckiest fucking guy around. Yeah. And then he'll get all the like imagine this probably because of all the issues with James Franco. He probably, probably in this movie, it was supposed to be Jamie, Jamie Foxx and James Franco. And now Dave Franco's just getting all of James's parts. Oh, that's a really good idea. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Next thing you know, Dave's going to be playing Castro or some shit. It's going to be <laughs> fucking awesome. That's, that's oh, all I I'm so say. excited. Yeah, he's going to be in Pineapple Express too. It's going to be so much fun. Yes. I can see it. I can see it. But yeah, you had brought up when we were deciding on what movie we were going to do, because there are other shitty movies we could have done. And then we do have a big plan. I think this is going to be movie 98 because we've taken so much time off of doing the show. But I think this is 98. We're going to do something special for 100. But we could obviously go back and do movies that we love and stuff. But when a movie comes around like this... It was just one of those things where I texted you and I didn't even know about this movie. And then all of a sudden it was advertised fucking everywhere. So we were just like, why don't we take the chance and do this? But 
you had told me, you said, oh, the first thing you latched onto was Dave Franco saying, has he ever been in a good movie before? And I want to ask you, did you figure out a good one? Because I might have a couple I can say. So I was pondering to myself if I consider um, Now You See Me One as (laughs) like, that's something you could watch on a flight. Yes. Like it's not, it's not something I'd like pay money for, but like if I'm on a Delta two and a half hour flight and I can fit in like a quick movie and then some beverages. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You could do that. But then he was also in the movie nerve. So that, that kind of takes him down a little bit. Man, I had forgotten about that movie. We never did that movie on the show, but there was a reason because I'm not sure I could even have gotten through that movie. Yeah. It wasn't good. It was very <laughs> funny, just how bad it was. And right. I guess he was in 22 Jump Street. He wasn't yeah. good in it, but he was in it. Right. He was in it. And then I would also say I would add on, because 21 Jump Street is what I was thinking of, I would also add on Neighbors as well. All right. Yeah. yeah I, was, I, mean, I think he was better in Neighbors. Yeah. They're they're not good movies, but they're movies that if they were on TV, I wouldn't be like, holy shit, we have to turn this off right now. I'd be like, okay, you know, I'm fine with it. It's like when dodgeball comes on. Like I'll oh. I'll sit down and watch dodgeball, but like, man, if you if you miss the first ten minutes, I'm like, eh, well, it's still good. Yeah. No. By the way, I was legitimately just watching that before we started the show. Oh, it's such a good movie. There are so many good fucking parts in that movie, and I forgot how good Ben Stiller is in it. <laughs> I always forget it's Ben Stiller too. Yeah. He, that's how good a job he does. And I never say that about him normally, but he does such a fucking good job. See, look, we're talking more about other movies right now than we are to day shift. <laughs> do we, can we not, I mean, do we have to talk about it? Come on. <laughs> we probably don't. We could probably just talk about our lives and have that be much, much better. But I, well, what I want to know, so I'm guessing just by that comment, this wasn't one where you're going to blow me away and say, holy shit, Ian, I can't believe it. I love this fucking movie. That's not the case, I guess. Save ratings to the end, but <laughs> I didn't totally, like, I didn't totally hate it. Um, I watched it and didn't have, like, a bad taste in my mouth like some of the other movies we've done. It was, huh. yeah, it happened. Yeah, man, I don't know. Dude, so I will, I guess I can, you know, everyone's going to be listening to this, but I also watched... On top of watching Day Shift, I also watched They Slash Them on Peacock. And I was legitimately trying to decide, because they're both terrible movies. Now, They Slash Them is rated much, much lower. It's like a 30% on Rotten Tomatoes or something like that. But the the general consensus I got from both of them is that the concepts are fine, even though I think Day Shift's concept has been done a million fucking times. But the concepts are fine. If you had made major, tw- wow, if you had made major tweaks in the movies, they would have come out much, much better and we would be having a totally different conversation. Yeah. I think that's the positive I can take away from Day Shift at least. But I don't know, man. I'm, aren't we done with vampires? Haven't we been done with vampires We've for a very long time? We've been done with vampires for a while. Is that like 2013 we're done? Right, but now is it cyclical? Like, are we coming up on 10 <laughs> years? Like, is that is that what it is? Things go away for 10 years and they come back and people are nostalgic for it? I don't get it. Yeah, I think, aren't we due for zombies then? 
Well, if you notice, by the way, uh, <laughs> your mic is kind of fading in and out, man. I don't know if that's something on your end or my end. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, okay. we're good on this. All right, that's on. that's really weird. Yeah, it, it just kind of faded in and out there. But yeah, I, but didn't they bring up that even though they never showed it in the movie, really, that there were zombie vampires in this movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, you're right. It, it never shows up again, but yeah. it's there. It's brought up. By the way, that is the storyline of this entire movie is things that are brought up and then never brought up again. Like, it's almost like they expected you to have source material for this movie. Like, yeah. this was the fifth movie of of an entire franchise or that there was a graphic novel or there was something that people were supposed to fucking know what was going on. In this. And I'm not saying that this was too complicated to follow because it certainly wasn't. But they just threw out ideas and then never went with them again. It, yeah. That, it's so strange. The, the sense I got from it was... It seemed like this was based off of a young adult novel. Yes. Like, because they start introducing like, oh, here are the different types of vampires. And right. here's all the weird lore behind the union of vampire hunters and like all this different shit that it's like, oh, I should have read the novel before I started watching this movie. Right. And you're right. It's not like you had to memorize it or that any of it is ever used again. No. But it just makes it. it it's so useless. Wasn't that scene of exposition so amazing between Jamie Foxx and Dave Franco in the truck. <laughs> Remember when he's quizzing uh, Dave Franco on what the types of vampires are so that the <laughs> audience will know what he's talking about? Yet, it barely ever co it comes up one more time in the movie, but you still don't know any differences in any of the vampires whatsoever because they never show you anything. They just say, oh, there are five types of vampires or some bullshit. And it's like, yeah. Well, then why didn't you explain? Like, why wasn't that a set point in the movie? Uh-uh-uh. <laughs> no, it's very clear. The spider vampires or whatever, the fucking... They had a budget for gymnasts in yes. this movie. That's the only thing they had a budget for. That's what Dave Franco paid them in for. I think the so. The Dave Franco paid to be in this movie budget entirely went to hiring a high school gymnastics team to do really weird, flexible shit. Dude, I blame... I blame Underworld and I blame Ultraviolet for making, <laughs> since when, I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. When did vampires do Matrix moves? Like, that's the oh only thing I can think of. I've never seen it in anything else. And now it's a trend where all vampires are from the Matrix and I just don't get it. I just, <laughs> that was, that was perfect. <laughs> that, that I, just, I forgot about Ultraviolet. This just. You're right. Now that you mentioned Ultraviolet and all the Underworld movies, that yep. makes me think like, oh, I was thinking this is a 10-year cyclical. No, we're doing like early 2000s yeah. vampires. Like 20 we're not years doing cyclical. like, Yeah. Oh. Wow. All right. So we're still shit. 10 years away from more zombies. All right. Uh, now now I'm can, with you. I don't know if I can handle that, man. There haven't been a good zombie movie in so fucking long there hasn't been a good vampire i think actually by the way man i think they are redoing interview with a vampire if i'm not mistaken wow right yeah because they're gonna follow the book better or some shit <laughs> it's like do we need that anymore do we really need anything to do with vampires anymore Ugh. really I, I just i i don't know man it's that's that's a chore that i have with this movie is first of all it being vampires and i used to love vampire stuff i used to really 
I mean, I loved all the Twilights. No, I just <laughs> there, are, there are certain things like the the book for I Am Legend, and I've gone over this when when I think Kelly and I did the movie a really really long time ago. The movie's nothing like the book. The book was legitimately a great story of humans and vampires, and there hasn't been anything that's grabbed me in that way in a very very long time. So this movie was look. It's Friday night. I, I wasn't feeling like going out. And I was like, you know what? This could be good show fodder. It's Jamie Foxx. Everyone loves Jamie Foxx. For some reason, either people love or hate Snoop Dogg. It's, there's no in the middle with him. Yeah. And he was absolutely atrocious in this movie. <laughs> it, it, was, it was every time I was embarrassed uh, while I was watching. I was just like, I know he's getting a lot of money for this. But holy fuck, this is just awful. But we know he's a whore. We've always known he's a whore. He whores himself out for every single project there possibly is. And good for him for getting his money. You know, I, I'm not yeah. going to, who wouldn't like to not do any work and get money? And I'm not talking about his music. I, I don't really know his his music well. I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, was there a Snoop Dogg song at the end of the movie? Was that was that the last scene or whatever? Yep. Yeah, okay. there was a Snoop Dogg song at the end and the intro to a very classic Snoop Dogg song at the start. Yes. I And look, I was fine with the classic rap stuff that they used in the movie. I thought that was completely fine. Actually, part of their budget probably went to that. Is, oh, is that's got to be all of their budget. Yeah, I would think it's a lot of it. Now, by the way, before we get into all this, because I want you to run down the, the story <laughs> points of the movie and we'll, we'll you know make fun of it and rip it apart. But... I also looked up the the director, and it turns out the the director. Wow, why can't I say director? The director has been like a stunt coordinator and like a stuntman his pretty much his entire career. And if I'm not mistaken, I think this is his first directorial debut. Mm. But if you think about it, with how many dumb fucking fight scenes there were in this movie, it makes total sense that those were the only things that they paid attention to. Yeah. So I, I just thought that was interesting. I don't think I've ever seen it before where someone made that leap after so many years. He's probably super talented and he can probably kick a lot of people's asses who don't like the movie. So I, I mean, that's great for him, but I would really prefer if he made a good movie. <laughs> he made a short movie and that I did appreciate. Well, wasn't it like an hour and 40 something minutes? Yeah, it's like a hour 35 without credits and skipping yeah. And the budget was a hundred million. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, that was a bad taste in my mouth. Oh yeah. yeah, it's yeah. It was not a cheap movie. That is that is for where sure. Did they, where did they put the money? Uh music was it all to get Snoop Dogg yeah, and music, music, Snoop Dogg, Jamie Foxx. <laughs> oh, and probably the advertising budget. Because you're right. Like I didn't know this movie was coming up on the horizon at all. Mm -hmm. And then randomly, like starting the middle of last week, it's just everywhere. See, I knew it was on the Breaking Dawn, but um, sorry, couldn't help hey it. Oh man, got it, got those out of my system. Even though, remember, <laughs> they did do one Twilight joke, I guess, in the movie, so that they could be. Cool? Was that a joke? I don't know. Yeah, was it a joke? <laughs> I don't. Even... <laughs> remember when they're talking in the truck and it turns out like Jamie Foxx knows all the names of the Twilight movies or some shit? Yeah. Yeah, that was it. I guess that, that was a joke is that he liked them. That's their Twilight joke. Good work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Look, let's I I want you to take control of this and 
I, I want you to start with the with the story points, okay? And then mm-hmm. we'll, you know, make fun of it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not gonna lie, the start, pretty solid in my opinion. It was just right into the action. There wasn't any exposition bullshit. True. It was just Jamie Foxx breaks into a house. Um, we're not sure why he's breaking into the house. He's dressed up like a pool cleaner, so we're like, oh, he's probably just robbing the place. All right. That is racist. Um, well, I mean, he literally was. <laughs> he was. He was. <laughs> and he did have a crowbar and a ski mask. Yeah. On, but no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I should check my bias there. Yeah. That, that um, so terrible yeah, bias. he breaks in and then um, there's like an old lady. And then in like a really like, oh, shit moment, he just like straight up shotguns her to the chest, like no questions asked, point blank range. And she like shrugs it off and you're like, what? This movie's about vampires. Didn't she go back like 20 fucking feet? Yeah. That happens a lot in this movie. People, people, any projectile or kick or anything where you touch somebody, they fly back 20 feet. No matter what. Yeah. Human or vampire. It doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah. And then it just escalates into like a really brutal fight scene. Then I was like, all right, this is like high, like fast paced, like. Kind of closer to like the raid than a John Wick, even yes. though there's guns. Well, John um, Wick didn't speed up things. So John yeah. Wick was real time. Wonder Woman is slow as fuck. And this mm-hmm. movie is sped up. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, yeah, it's frenetic. You know, punches are going all over the place. It's like brutal. Like people are getting like their spine crushed and like the vampires getting like curb stomped and all sorts of stuff. But none and of I'm it like, matters. All right. Yeah, you keep no, on but hearing. That's the problem. I, they're doing all these moves, and the spines are all being crunched, are being done, and you hear all the bones crunching, but yet it has no effect on anybody. Yeah. So I, I, now I you just, know how I feel about Marvel movies. Yes. Okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. So, yes, the CGI was also terrible. Oh, so bad. Really, really. None of that 100 you know, million budget went into CGI. It was actually, it was maybe worse than dc movies possibly i would say possibly on that one i think it relied on it less yeah well but remember how many fight scenes there were and there was cgi in every fight scene yeah yeah true so that was the tough part now to me this first scene was the equivalent of the rapping granny in a vampire movie (laughs) That's, that's oh, wow, that's a throwback. <laughs> <laughs> what you don't you don't think rap and grannies are funny? They're so hilarious. So fucking well, hilarious. That gets us into a good point is that they pulled the classic like, oh, this is an action comedy. So um they kind of end the fight with the blood vomit gag and a prat fall on the blood vomit. Yes. Yep. And I'm like, all right. And and we have to mention the one the one thing that I think was okay. It's been done in other vampire movies and other vampire books and stuff like that. But the the wire, like the trip wire, used to remove someone's head. So instead of you know putting it on the floor, you put it you know right where the head would be. And then when someone runs at it fast, it slices their head off. It's been like I said, it's been done like a million fucking times. But that is a good method, even though. I, I don't know how you would ever know how tall someone is all the time, but Jamie <laughs> I didn't Fox even think is, about that. Yeah, Jamie Fox is awesome at it because he picks the right size every single fucking time. So, yeah. <sighs> so yes, that is how the movie started, and that's when I think I texted you and said, "Oh no, 
this is uh, <laughs> not going to be great. Uh, but, uh, yeah. And it wasn't. And You're main, totally right. Yep. And the main trope of the movie, I guess, or the main, I guess, the plot line of the movie, right, is that so he kills these vampires and he takes their fangs because there is an underground and official overground way of selling fangs to people. But it's not, they don't establish in this world that people know about vampires or not. So it's weird. It's like, I guess the people in the quote unquote underground know that vampires exist, but the regular humans don't. Yeah. And they mentioned like little bits and pieces about like, Oh, you got to notify the police when you, when you go vampire hunting or something. I'm like, do they know? But then the daughter and the, yeah, whatever. Yeah. That was another thing that just kind of didn't make sense to me. It's not well explained. No, no. So go on. What do we got? What do we got next? Cause that was not my, then, that's for sure. Uh, we get introduced to the baddie. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Strong female um, characters, baby. Woo. Yeah. And we get the classic, do you know the definition of insanity? And then I honestly paused the movie, got up and got, uh, three more beers and yes. just put them in front of myself in preparation for what I was about to subject myself to. Now, by the way, maybe I did not find as many things interesting or funny because I did not drink during any of these movies. Oh, so that might have been the issue. Maybe I'll have to change that in the future. <laughs> yeah. So three more beers. Okay. So now you're you're seven in probably. Yeah. So uh, I probably only cracked one or two. So okay. I'm probably about three or four. We're about fifteen minutes into the movie. Oof. I should have probably ate something. The end of the movie gets a little blurry for me. <laughs> but um, for me after too. the definition of insanity, I uh, resume the movie. I'm a weird, like, modern rom... Like, I love rom-coms. It's sure. a guilty pleasure of mine. Right. Um, and this is... The baddie is the actress from Everybody Loves Somebody, which criminally oh, wow. underrated modern uh, rom-com. Oh, okay. I had no idea. Arla Souza. Yeah, great time. Uh, half in Spanish, half in English. It's Interesting. Great. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, she does her whole baddie thing, and apparently she's a real estate agent, which doesn't make any sense that's another thing that gets introduced as like a big story point yeah i literally have no idea what it was for no i i do know by the way do you want me to tell you yeah do it okay it's not even a joke so (laughs) i mean it's because i was sober through the movie so i was legitimately trying to piece things together but their plan her major plan was to take over all the different tribes of vampires that were in the LA area, I guess. And what they would do is they would buy houses. So they would buy all the houses up and put vampires in the houses. And then they'd be able to attack from within the communities and spread out through there. Oh, yeah. I also got that, but I didn't think that was the real plan. Oh, no, that was the real plan, believe it or not. And that's Uh... why it's so sad. Yeah, because it, it doesn't make any sense. Like, you can do it in so many different ways. Why would you get them houses? It's just yeah, why it's just no point. You just buy houses, too. Like, being a real estate agent, like, that doesn't really help you that much. No, maybe they were trying to say that, like, I don't know. I don't even, I had somewhere I was going to go with that, but I don't even want to get in trouble for what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> 
subscribe to Ian's Patreon for the yeah, full please. unedited. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that is that is the plan. So you meet one other bad guy vampire or whatever, and then you never see any of them again. Nope. Ever. So once again, another plot line dropped right off the bat. <sighs> And honestly, the ones that they've introduced, yeah, what would you say the payoff is? Like maybe 5% of the time it ever comes up again. The Wire is one example. Wow. but like, Yeah, The Wire was a big one, which still doesn't make any sense because he had no time to put that up, but we'll get there. Yeah. But and yeah, that's, just... we'll think about it this way too, man. So she has a heavy, right? A quote unquote heavy mm-hmm. that is with her, but you never see him do anything. So how are you supposed to know that he's supposed to be better than any other vampire or any of this kind of stuff when you never see him do anything? When you have a sidekick guy like that, you're supposed to show that he is someone to be fucked with, you know, or not to be fucked with, not Not to be be fucked with. Yeah. So, but they don't do any of that. He doesn't do anything cool. So it's another plot line dropped. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and that's like the easy one. That's just a dropped ball. Like it's so easy to make him look like a baddie. Just like have him kill a kid or something. Yeah. Like <laughs> he's a vampire. This is this isn't hard. Yeah, maybe he's the one that pours the cement on the guy. Like it doesn't fucking matter. You just do whatever. Like it's it's not that difficult. And then I guess her other plan is to bring humans into the mix as well. So she wants the vampires living amongst humans so I guess they can eat and get familiars and shit. But then they also have the sunscreen that is supposed to let them be out in the sun. But they never use it. They never do anything with it. That's what I was thinking about. Like, that's got to be part of her master plan. Like, they have sunscreen in the background of all the fights and they've got it in like their, you know secret fortress or whatever right and i'm like oh there's got to be some plan there like she was a real estate agent so that she can develop some area so that they can make more sunscreen or some shit <laughs> like that's what i was thinking <laughs> but by the way obviously that's the key to their plan was it even a special sunscreen because they have no chemist they have no there's nothing explained except they say sunscreen yeah so did vampires just learn about sunscreen that's a possibility <laughs> In this in this movie universe, they might not have sunscreen, and this is yeah. they, they invented it. I think one of the characters said something that's made out of like special turtle shells or something. What? Okay, I miss that. That's fucking. Stupid. I might have hallucinated that. Honestly, that's, I hope you know. I hope you didn't. I hope that's real, and I hope that's what they said. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so then, right? I think from then. Don't we go to the main driving force of the movie, right? Is that uh, it turns out that he is divorced. Jamie Foxx is divorced from his wife and they have a daughter. And he's always late because he's killing vampires or whatever. But it turns out that, you know, they're divorced and his wife is going to move away unless he can get $10,000 to keep her in school and get her braces. Yep. And Ian uh, put it a lot better than the movie did. There's about (laughs) uh, 20 minutes of exposition for what Ian covered in a sentence, which is just that, yep, he's poor, he needs money, and his daughter means a lot to him. Yeah, because he goes to the pawnbroker, right? He goes to the pawnbroker, which is that guy from, he was in John Wick. He's in like... Peter Stormanner. Yes, there you go. And he is great all the time. Oh, love him. But they gave him, once again, they gave him nothing. 
in this fucking movie. They gave him nothing. So, and, uh, by the way, here's another dropped one. Uh, this is one of my favorite dropped plot points of this fucking movie. Is that as soon as he walks in, that guy, what, what was the name again? Sorry. The pawnbroker? Uh, Peter Stormare. Yeah. So Peter offers him $1,500 for Snake Eyes. And you don't know what Snake Eyes is. You don't know what it is. It turns out to be Jamie Foxx's gun, right? So he's trying to sell these fangs. And apparently if uh, an elder vampire is one that's like a century old, so they get more money and then younger vampires, it doesn't really matter, blah, 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 blah. So they go through this whole money system, you know, at this pawnbroker. And then he ends up selling him his gun, Snake Eyes, for whatever, however much money he sells him for. But there is... Nothing special about the fucking gun. He doesn't do anything with the gun. Why is it such a big deal? Why is it called Snake Eyes? Because he has dice in his truck? Yep. <laughs> That's what it's another one of those times I'm like, oh, there's get this has got to be based on a book because it's like Oh, obviously, like, that's something that's covered in a novel where it's like, oh, this is why he's Snake Eyes. He's got the dice in his truck, and he says, let's roll whenever he yeah. drives anywhere. I was like, oh, obviously, like, this is a holdover from some script pulled from a novel. Right. Nope. His, his gun only shoots people in the eyes. I don't know. Some fucking thing. <laughs> something. Yeah. Like, make it cool. Like, he rolls the dice before he shoots his gun. I, I don't know. There could be something he could do with the gun that would make it special. But once again, it's just dropped. Look, <laughs> we didn't even we didn't even t- talk okay. about what his real name is in the movie. <laughs> oh, God. Bud Jablonski? Bud Jablonski. That is Jamie Foxx playing Jablonski. Yeah. Now, I will give them credit. If that was done as an homage to terrible or amazing at the time action movies that like Arnold Schwarzenegger did, right? Because Arnold never had a name that went with what he looked like. You know what I mean? Or his background or anything. He was always like John Smith or, yeah. you know, like Balls McKenzie or so. You know what I mean? Like he always yeah. had a terrible name. So maybe if that's just an homage to that, I'm completely fine with it. But I don't think they're smart enough to do that because no other character has any name like that. Well, Snoop Dogg's Big John Elliott. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just, I'm cool with that. Cool. He wore a trench coat and walked around in a black coat. Yeah, well, it's, it's better in the movie. I mean, uh, sorry, the novel. Like, once you uh, go through uh, the graphic novel series, it all makes sense. Oh, yeah, of course. And we're writing problem. that right now, right? Yeah, we're frantically trying to get in on a $100 million contract from Netflix. Oh, dude, I really, I know everyone's done the joke. South Park's done it, you know, so many times. But I honestly think if we could just put pen to computer and get a fucking script to netflix they'd fucking buy it oh yeah I, there's nothing i i just there's no substance in these fucking movies so i ah man all right i could don't get me started on that okay so what's next uh yeah so after 30 minutes of money troubles and exposition there mm-hmm. uh, it turns out that the main baddie the real estate agent um the first vampire that jamie fox killed oh my god that's her daughter. Daughter. See, it wasn't her grandma, guys. 
It wasn't her grandma. It was her daughter. Yes. Because it was a she was a Mexican vampire who came over to the States to find a job. And it took her a very long time to amass the wealth to get her daughter over. And she didn't turn her daughter when she was young. So she turned her when she was old. Yep. Oh, by the way, she somehow had the power to kill flowers for some reason. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And it was never brought up again. Yeah. Uh, I have a, another point about that. Um, that's some of the worst CGI I've seen in a while. Right. Um, no wonder they did the day for night thing. Uh, yes. Because yes. they really had to uh, <laughs> kind of put some blur tool behind uh, that terrible CGI. But Oof. also they did pointless CGI, like the contacts for the main baddie just to make oh. her eyes red. Yeah, they did they, that in CGI, yes. and they did the fangs in CGI. Which, yep. what is that? That's thirty dollars in cosmetics. Right. Like, no, come on, man. <laughs> they would. She would have been in the seat for like an hour or two. That's too much time. This was this was belted <laughs> out over the fucking weekend. Yeah, they just had the interns fixed in post. They're like, ah, fuck it. Yeah, fuck it's it. the summer. We can pay these kids twelve dollars an hour. Yep. Get fuck them airbrushing. Fuck it. We won't do it live. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. We won't do it live. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, that is a very, I almost forgot about that because there's another vampire later, once again, another drop plot, plot point that has weird eyes as well. And I just don't understand why. I don't get it. It makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, that's how you know good vampires from bad vampires. But we'll get uh, into that. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, that, that makes total sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, so skipping another 10 minutes yep. or 20 minutes, time is an illusion. <laughs> uh snoop dogg is introduced as an old war buddy or something for jamie fox right and he's trying to get him back into the vampire union because if you're in the union you can sell teeth for more so when you sell the things you get like eight times the money and jamie fox really needs the money so right. remember even guys, though he has a week he has a week to yeah. do it he has till next monday so he has to get the money for his daughter and he's like, well, I just got to I got kicked out of the vampire union, but Snoop Dogg's a good guy. He'll get me back in. Mm-hmm. And they make a whole big hubbub about like, oh, he was kicked out for breaking all the rules. Oh, yeah. He was a big code breaker or whatever the fuck. Oh. And they, they never go into. By, by the way, they never go into besides the money that you get extra for bringing in fangs which still why would they buy them from you when that's your job like i th- there's no salary things either which is yeah. which is very strange so if they have negated salary for you to have health benefits while being able to sell the fangs i guess that works in a way but then doesn't now i'm just going to ask you this in a business sense nick doesn't that promote you breaking the rules to be able to make more money Yes, it does. Yeah. I mean, that's just 101 stuff right there. That's business <laughs> fucking 101. But Although. Besides, <laughs> besides the, uh, what do you call it? Besides the fangs being more money and the health care, what would be the reason for joining the union? Because they don't talk about anything else. Yeah. It just seems like a lot of extra red tape too. Yeah. Like it just. It's pitched as the bureaucracy, which is where Dave Franco's character comes in. Yes. And it's like, all right, you make more money, but like you have all this extra shit to do that obviously hurts your earning potential. Right. It just doesn't make sense. And by the way, are you telling me that Big John doesn't break rules? He seems like he's supposed to be a rule breaker. (laughs) Yeah. 
How do you get the name Big John unless you're breaking rules? Yeah, and you're wearing the cowboy hat. You're doing the trench coat. You've got a fucking machine. uh, Sorry, not machine gun. A Tommy gun at one point. Mini gun. Mini gun. Yeah, thank you. It's like I I don't I don't know. But by the way, I need to pick up on another dropped plot point slash joke. So you know the rules of three, right? I I think most people know the rules of three. So when Big John walks in to the union every woman no matter what age there's two women there's like an attractive one kind of and then there's like an old older one or whatever and they all give him like the you know give me a call sign and they're all like flirting with him and he always gives like the guns back to him and it's like oh you know they must have hooked up in the past blah blah they only do it twice Mm -hmm. wouldn't it have made sense to do it with the commissioner or the captain or whatever the fuck that guy is, wouldn't that have made that joke work? Yep. Because it never comes up again. It's oh. only with those two and then never again. Like, or do it with Carol, right? Do do the joke. You have to do that at least three times to make that work. And he doesn't. I'm almost guessing that they were going to have the captain do something like that. But then Snoop Dogg and Jamie Foxx said, no gay shit. Yeah. We're not doing any gay shit. So, but it, it would have made that joke work had they done that. So once again, it's another dropped ball. Yeah. Although I ready, I do have something nice to say Ooh. about the movie and the union scene. Ready? Okay. Go ahead. They actually lit this movie. Like you can yes. fucking see things. <laughs> I, I was just astounded by it. It was so weird to me that I saw could physically see like the outline of Jamie Foxx walking through the union. Yes. Because in like the last eight Netflix movie he's been in, they just didn't have a lighting budget or fucking something like there had to have been some line item. That's like, oh, I don't act in movies where I'm backlit or like right. adequately lit at all. This time, like you can actually fucking see the scenery. Yep. Like there's foreground, there's background, it's well composed, and it's not all like dull gray with fog, yes. like I was expecting. I no, it was very similar. They were ripping off uh, another terrible, terrible movie that ripped off an amazing TV show from like really, really long ago. They ripped off R.I.P.D. That's that's what oh, that was. God. Yeah, <laughs> that that whole that whole scene, all of that is R.I.P.D. The entire and probably most of the background, if they had flushed out what the union was, it would probably be very similar to that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You mean the excellent movie R.I.P.D., right? Oh, yeah, loved of it. course. No, <laughs> I mean, everyone was so good in that movie. Now, what, to be quite honest, what really pissed me off the most about that movie is they legitimately stole all of their ideas, except for the being bad part. They stole everything from a show called Good versus Evil. That was really fucking great. And that's what pissed me off the most is that because no one understood that. And I was like, this, Mm. this show was so fucking good. And right now would do amazing if they redid it. But instead they just stole all the concept for this shitty garbage movie. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even know that background. Oh yeah. It's really look up that TV show sometime. You can't find it. By the way, you cannot find that TV show anywhere. It's not, it's not like the old school streaming. This was back. I want to say it was, um, USA. And there are lots of stations that just lost all of their recordings of things. And I think good versus evil is one of them. Damn. So anyway, sorry. that was a side, yeah, side thing, but yes. Well, at they, least you had fun for a little yeah, while. Of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's a good point. So then they go into the, you know, captain's office or whatever the fuck. And he's basically got a mullet maybe. 
and it's just the same old cop thing back and forth. And then I guess it was supposed to be funny when they were negotiating when the dental kicked in. Maybe that's because of vampires. I I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't funny, obviously. But yeah. basically said, hey, you're going to be watched all the time because I'm doing this as a favor for Big John. You're back on, blah, blah, blah. Then he goes and he meets Dave Franco for the first time. And they try to establish that Dave Franco's a cuck, I guess, or something. Mm -hmm. And this ugly lady that sits next to him is like eats his food. So she ate his yogurt. And yogurt was used multiple times in this movie as well. Uh, Maybe they couldn't pay ice cream uh, the royalties they needed for that. So they went with yogurt, which is kind of strange. But uh, Seth uh, Seth is his name uh, and he's just like a pencil, a pencil pusher right so the obvious thing is you're going to put the pencil pusher with Jamie Foxx because then he'll write him up for all the code violations and he can fire him again but if that is your goal why even hire him again yep doesn't make any sense nope so that's your fun part now by the way Seth has this plan. Well, you know, the captain tells him like, oh, you're going to get promoted and do all this. You're going to get Carolyn's desk or whatever. But Carolyn's desk is right next to his. Yeah, it doesn't look like a promotion. (laughs) Yeah, I I thought that was kind of strange. Like, so you're just going to switch places? Like, what is the fucking point? (laughs) And then maybe you'll eat her yogurt, but she doesn't bring yogurt. So I don't I don't know. I don't know, Nick. Help, help, Help me. I don't know. Yeah. Well, the good news is the scene ends. Yes. <laughs> so at least time passes, however slowly it might feel in the moment. Right. And then they go to Jamie Foxx's, uh, this is where all the exposition is, right? They go to Jamie Foxx's storage unit where he's creating weapons and blah, blah, and which they barely go into at all. So they do all the exposition of why he's all oh, wood does this and garlic does that and blah, blah, blah. And then they also show in the truck scene when they're going to find the the young vampires or whatever. That's where they talk about all the different types of vampires. Right. Am I missing anything yeah. that's worth talking about in those scenes? Uh, yeah. The Dave Franco crying voice. Uh, ah. I'm pretty sure that's his whole thing. Yes. Like that. Well, <laughs> think he does. Yeah. Don't forget, though. He does a chipmunk voice or or a raccoon voice. Oh, yeah. Voice. Oh, God. And then, remember, his major thing is he pisses his pants, and that's hilarious. Why Why is this movie made? That's and what I was asking. Why is he in it? I don't understand. I don't. They, they barely. Oh, by the way. So what about this? Why does Jamie Foxx have. Why does Jamie Foxx, by the way, oh, I will say one positive idea. One positive idea once I make fun of this one thing. So when Jamie Foxx goes back to his like rundown apartment, you know, because he's divorced and, you know, she has a nice house, of course, even though he was the only person who made money, apparently. But now <laughs> he's he's in his, his rundown house. But in his rundown apartment, motel, whatever, he has installed like five different major locks on his door but then has a huge window right next to the door. And yep. they they never establish in this movie that vampires can't come into your place without asking. So, what is the point? And by the way, all these vampires seem extremely powerful. So what are those locks on your door going to do? And he really calls them out more than once. Yes. 
It's brought up. It's brought up when the you know his wife, his ex-wife, says she's selling the house. He's like, "Hey, you got a new door? Where are the locks?" And she's like, "Oh, well, that doesn't show people that this is a safe neighborhood or some bullshit or whatever." But yes, it's called out multiple times, but it doesn't play into anything. It doesn't even make sense. Yeah, you have to have a point for that because also they don't. Besides familiars, right? They talk about humans that help vampires. They never, at any point in the movie, make it seem like familiars will attack human hunters or anything so the locks can't be for them mm-hmm. so it just doesn't make any fucking sense but the one i man i've said that so many times during this fucking yeah everyone <laughs> do not do a drinking game with me saying this does not make sense because you will die but yep the one thing i did like was that he mentioned that when you kill a vampire they didn't say this, but this is what it is, is they leave a death scent on you similar to what yellow jackets and wasps leave on you when they sting you, when they, when, you know, when they die and stuff like that, they leave a, or if you step on one, they leave a death scent. So their motherfuckers come after you later. That apparently is what vampires do. So he had made some type of powder that he puts on his skin, like almost like a de-lousing powder that he would use in the shower to get rid of that smell that's a competent idea but it's never used in the fucking movie no and i'm not saying no he does he's in the shower and he uses the the powder but there is never a time where killing a vampire leads them to you yeah that's the important thing is that for there, that definitely gets set up as that, but there's no payoff once yes. again for once the again. millionth time. <laughs> so you can give them, you can give them an okay idea. And w- wouldn't it have been great, Nick, if at some point Jamie Foxx wanted to lure them into some exactly. type of trap or, you know, whatever it happens to be a meeting or something that maybe he killed a vampire and allowed them to come get him. That would fucking make sense. Especially because he's actively being hunted by the main vampire. Yes, which he doesn't know about, by the way. And that also, once again, makes no sense. Because (laughs) his wife calls him at one point saying the realtor is here. Yeah. But why why would the realtor even, why would the bad vampire even pretend to be a realtor anymore? (laughs) It doesn't. Oh, Oh, yeah, the locks are off the door. Yes, the locks are off the door and she can just walk in and do whatever the fuck she wants. So sometime in between him you know doing that terrible terrible car chase to with his daughter to him arriving at home they have now attacked the wife and i i it just it doesn't make it why did they have the whole realtor thing in the first place doesn't make sense <laughs> oh my god um trying to think if there was anything worth talking about oh yeah obviously the main bad vampire kills the pawn shop guy and doesn't turn him by the way so there's no like hey i gotta fight my friend you know like none of that whatsoever by the way nick did they ever talk about them there being good vampires or vampires that helped out in the union or any of that kind of stuff nope but it comes up after yes (laughs) it's never introduced but it's paid off yeah, you got to love that. Who doesn't like things that aren't introduced? <laughs> it just comes up, you know, I'm which is to... important because oh. literally the next part is Dave Franco is a vampire. Well, w- hold on, hold on. We still have, we have more drop storyline points first. So remember, the dirt bike? He, well, no, no, no. I was going to talk about, I was going to talk about the 
a good vampire that took the oh. apartment next to his. So they have literally one meeting where he he goes ahead and he um, helps her with her laundry basket into her apartment. Doesn't share anything personal about his life whatsoever, but they have one meeting. Then another time he's walking past her window that, those, you know, remember those big windows I was telling you about? Mm-hmm. And she's talking to a what has to be a vampire or they could have switched it up, but they didn't. It has to be a vampire with a weird eye with one weird eye, by the way, that they don't mm-hmm. talk about. Uh, but you, that's all you see. And then it turns out that she was the one who sold him out by gaining his trust. But what trust was gained? Yeah. What trust? Plus, don't forget when his daughter's at the birthday party and he gets the call that, you know, the, you know, bad vampire saying, I'm going to, you're going to be on your knees and blah, blah, blah. And all the stupid bad guy vampire shit. When he leaves that vampire with the eye issue comes up and all he does is cut his head off. Mm-hmm. So there's no payoff to what, why that guy has his eyes like that. Like, wouldn't it have been nice maybe if snake eyes had done to that oh. to him at one point? You know what I mean? Like, there's just, there were so many, like, I wonder if this movie was actually two and a half hours long and they just cut out all of these parts that we're talking about. But I think that's giving them too much credit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. So sorry. Yeah. Then, then we can go on to, yeah. James Franco being turned, right? Yep. <laughs> uh, and that just kind of happens. Yeah. It it's, just kind of happens. <laughs> I wish I, I had more energy about it, but the movie didn't really treat it like it was important it's just he's a good vampire apparently those exist yeah i i guess you're supposed to like his character because when jamie fox told him that his wife and by the way when he says i'm gonna lose my wife and daughter he makes it seem like they're in the clutches of vampires and they're going to be killed if he doesn't give them money it's that they're gonna go to florida yeah which i would think he could probably go to florida too if he if he wanted to he lives in a motel and he's a fake pool cleaner. I think you could do the same shit in Florida. Right in in Florida. They got yeah. more pools in Florida. They have I, water in Florida. And a lot of fucking dipshits live in Florida. I bet you there are a lot of dipshit vampires. So, I Damn. mean, no offense to people living in Florida. Well, there guess, goes but... your entire listener base in Florida, Ian. God oh, damn it. <laughs> dude, we have, you wouldn't believe the spikes of people <laughs> living in Florida. <laughs> shit. But yeah, I guess you're supposed to like Dave Franco because he agrees not to call in any of the codes and blah, 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 because he wants to help Jamie Foxx. So you're supposed to like his character, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to care that he got turned. So by the way, now the Master Vampire's plan is she's going to kill or she's going to turn the daughter to then feed on the wife. Mm-hmm. That's after, but it still doesn't make any sense because she said she was going to do that in front of him. But instead, she leaves him to be turned by Dave Franco. Yeah. But that would that would constitute them having a good enough relationship that that would mean anything. Yeah. And they leaves him unsupervised. Uh, so yeah. what happened here, Ian, is ahead, she please. needed to say something intimidating. Uh, but she needed to do the Bond villain thing where she can separate herself from the conflict so that they can have a big fight at the end. Yes. So, they so can I could understand them. how you could miss that. Uh, uh, you know, I'm an idiot. Just not paying attention, but I'm a dumbfounded dipshit. 
Yeah, yeah, because otherwise, you know, we don't get to see Dave Franco become a vampire in that case, which right. was the big payoff of the movie. And then him getting his head cut off. Yeah. And then him, the one mention they had, which was obvious foreshadowing before, saying, hey, I've even seen a vampire put their head back on. <laughs> and what do you know? It happens because apparently she's an uber vampire. So he was turned with uber blood. And what I was just questioning is what happens when you get turned by lift blood? <laughs> Bottom. See, these are the Turn types magenta. of jokes. These are the types of jokes they could have thrown in there. <laughs> and I could have at least given a bottom. But they didn't yeah, why not? even do that. <sighs> so so he gets turned. He cuts off his head. He puts his head back on. Jamie Foxx is like, oh, well, he's definitely no threat. He's not a new vampire who would definitely try and eat me again. So he takes him back to his house, but there they 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 find the good vampire, I mm-hmm. guess. Please, please go into that because I got to take a drink of soda or some shit. <laughs> yeah, soda, of course. A little bit of tonic <laughs> with that soda water and a little bit of gin with that tonic. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Gin, like gin makes people a... angry. Hold on. <laughs> if you feed a mouse a muffin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So what happens from there is the good vampire is introduced as the neighbor that, you know, as Ian previously mentioned, is not brought up at all. Like she just is the new neighbor and has vampires hanging around her. And we know she's a good vampire. And this is critical because she has like orangish colored eyes. Right. Like grayish orange. And Dave Franco has the same colored eyes. Ah. So obviously, you know dead giveaway that you know it's red versus orange all the baddies have red eyes all the good guys have orange eyes because it was going to be really hard to tell them apart and what was the reason for her to follow her again because she was like oh yeah i was you know i had to gain your trust so that they know how to hurt you and i did all this because what was her reason oh she was the person who turned her so oh, there's yeah. got to be some like hypnotic connection or yeah. something that isn't introduced yeah and but then now, she and now it doesn't against matter her. Yeah, hypnosis doesn't, you know, carry over, I guess. Yeah, it's like once you do the first task, then you're not hypnotized anymore and it never comes up because then she's like, oh, yeah, well, let me just teach, you know, this guy how to be a vampire and I'll help you and we're the three musketeers and let's go kill her. There you yeah. go. Yep. Wow. Yep, makes sense to me. Now, by the way, did you do you remember the scene where the captain or whatever mixes alcohol in his Pepto-Bismol? Yeah, I liked that. I actually did like that was, I don't think I've ever seen that done in a movie, but yet again, they don't follow up with the captain throughout the movie. So you only see those initial couple scenes and then there's nothing until the end. So once again, that doesn't pay off. She wasn't good. So then they go and they have their, their epic showdown, I guess. And big John joins them and, you know, they don't have any ammo, so then Snoop shows up and he mows them all down because every vampire stands up whenever he says anything, which is a great power to have, I guess. And it's just like, oh, Nick. Well, that was just there for the trailer. You needed Snoop Dogg with the minigun. Yes. You know, mowing down to make it seem like an action movie. Didn't so you, that was fun. Didn't you like how James Franco all of a sudden was a parkour a fucking vampire? Well, don't give him credit. That was Dave Franco, Ian. We oh, got... did, did I say James? <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. All right, yes, Dave Franco. 
was all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, it was just an excellent at parkour. You know, it was it was hilarious. Dude, I just, oh, we did miss something. Okay, another drop plot point we had to talk about. Remember the two brothers? Oh, we forgot about that fight yes. scene. So uh, Jamie Foxx, who never likes to work with anyone else, now has, you know, Dave Franco. So then there are these two vampire hunting brothers that are super famous, apparently, even though people don't know about vampires. So that also doesn't really make any sense. But they apparently have a better van yeah, than his truck and a lot of like military equipment and stuff so for some reason they team up to take out a hive and in this hive that's where we also Dave Franco tries to do some exposition which we'll get to but in this this scene is like a 15 minute fight scene and there's a vampire in the cupboard for some reason it doesn't make any sense whatsoever and they just it is just them all fighting James Franco pisses his pants blah 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 and they do a double roadhouse yeah, that was sick. Yeah, that was, but for no reason, once again, it was just like, the director's <laughs> like, I'm a stunt coordinator, so let's take all of our time and do this dumb shit. Yeah. But then, once again, you never see the brothers again. Yeah. Didn't you get the feeling, like, I honestly got the feeling that they were going to, like, that the realtor was going to turn them, and then they were going to have to fight them at some point, because wouldn't that have made sense? Yeah, that would have. But, but you know, uh, no. now, by the way, you know why not? Because I why almost not? guarantee you that if Netflix is still a company, they're either getting a spinoff movie or a spinoff uh, show. No, why did you have to say it? Now it's going to come. I true. know I, I'm too fucking smart. I'm too smart for my own fucking good, man. Shit. So uh. that is then where Dave Franco at the end, when they're all talking about how awesome they are and blah, blah. Dave Franco starts talking about how this doesn't make any sense. That was a European vampire and that was a cowboy vampire or whatever the fuck he said because they all look the same. I mean, they're all yeah. different races and shit, which is, you know, hey, diversity, yay. Like, whatever. You're, you're all fucking vampires. So, yeah. they're yeah. So, they're killing them. None of them have special moves besides all of their Matrix powers. I mean, that's that's what they all have. And they all have the same Matrix power, yeah. So, yeah. it's not unique. Right. So he's like, well, that doesn't make any sense because the European vampires, the uber vampires like to be by themselves. and But the Baltic and the blah, and I'm like, what the fuck? Because you didn't go through any of this before. And I know it's not going to pay off. And it didn't. But he brings it up to, to somehow show that there's something else going on behind the scenes, which has to do with the realtor. But no one puts or has time to put any of that together. So it doesn't mean anything. And doesn't at the end of the scene, Jamie Foxx like literally like poo poo it, just like ah oh, yeah yeah whatever. Like we got other stuff to yeah, do. All of them like do. in the middle of the exposition. Yeah. Well, all of them do because that's when that's why because they were so anti his idea, which was obviously correct. But because they did that, that's why I would have thought at some point you separate Jamie Foxx and and you know um uh, what's his fuck and uh, Dave Franco from the two brothers. And you have, you know, the the bad guy come in. Maybe it's the, the henchman, 
right? Maybe the henchman comes in and makes one of the brothers kill the other brother. You know what I mean? Turns him or he turns both of them, whatever it happens to be. And then you get the hubris angle later on where now Dave Franco has to fight them. Or You know what I mean? Like there are yeah. so many things that you do with that situation. Instead, you legitimately never hear about them again. And you don't even know if they got any money for all the fangs they got. That that storyline is just dropped. Yeah, and you would have thought that that would have been enough money that you can at least resolve like the cash aspect. Right. Right. And it's well, like, oh, we got all these fangs for clearing out this hive. I'm at least now in like a better mood, and I can go see my daughter. Right. Right. Or why why not have them come back instead of Big John? Because really, Big John's character should have been more of a mystery type thing instead of having him in that final scene or maybe he shows up as like who who knows but you yeah. do something different have the brothers show up and mm-hmm. help you know everybody out at the end that would have made once again more sense which i guess is why they didn't do it a lot of size ian says makes no sense and nick sighs yeah you've had Episode some good 98. size you've had some good <laughs> size today it is very very true so then I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think we're on the end scene, the end battle, whatever, between, and now it's the two good vampires and Jamie Foxx and Big John, and they split up because all of a sudden Dave Franco knows what he's doing as a vampire. So they split up as vampires and then humans, and then Big John, even though he's supposed to be so fucking good at what he does, a basic vampire rips part of his neck off? Yep. And then they, I guess, were supposed to have their their sad scene where, you know, you know, Snoop Snoop goes ahead and sacrifices himself and stays back in order to kill the vampires while Jamie Foxx goes along. Uh, once again, it doesn't hit hard whatsoever because you don't care about any of these characters because why would you? <laughs> and then... Dave Franco and the good vampire lady fight the bad henchman guy who still isn't shown to be any more powerful than any other vampire. And they end up ripping his arms off and killing him. Yep. And that's the end of that supposedly major character. Thank God. (laughs) It's actually relieving the further and further we get into this movie, yes. because that means we're the closer to the end of talking I know. about we've it. Almost, we've almost talked about this movie for as long uh. as it's been a movie. Yes. But I think we're bringing up legitimate points that I think people will find funny. I would hope so. Oh, yeah. Anyways. But yes. Yeah, so now we have, I mean, besides, you know, uh, Jamie Foxx's ex-wife being beaten up a little bit by the main vampire, the main vampire now fights Jamie Foxx in front of the daughter and the ex-wife. Once again, Snake Eyes does nothing. He can't really do much against her. And it seems like he's going to die at one point. And she runs and lunges at him. But he has set up the, uh, what do you get? The head chopper. The, the yeah, triple, the silver yeah, line. The triple yeah. line. Now, oh, that, thank you, Nick. Thank you so much for saying that. Because that also brings up another thing. He was at one point going to try to sell this awesome yeah. thing that he uses all the fucking time to the pawn shop guy. And the pawn shop guy says, this isn't even real silver. It's just plated silver, which would normally mean later on when someone tries to use that, it wouldn't work for whatever reason. Right. But no, this works once again and kills 
this main master vampire. Yeah. And uh, he had no time to set it up. There no, was zero no, no, no. time. You have to set up two points of contact. Yeah. And at what point does he do that? Like secretly. <laughs> yeah. so, like this no, super no, vampire. There's no yeah. way. There's no way because I think he even came in. I could be wrong about this, but I thought he even came in a different entrance. So I yeah, don't I think, I don't think yeah. he could have done it. So one thing we did forget. <sighs> what's Ian? That? Yep. Um, because of the super speed from the uh, ultra vampire or whatever, the mm-hmm. big baddie. Yeah, yeah. Um, the worst CGI I've seen in that blur effect since Wonder Woman 84. <laughs> like, honest to God. <laughs> like, the CGI behind her, like, oh, I'm going so fast that I'm a blur. So bad. <laughs> just, yeah, is it... just so bad. And then when her head's cut off, I think she tells him, you're just a fucking pool cleaner. Yeah. If that had been established as something he loved to do instead of a fake profession to kill vampires, that would have mean that would have meant something. That would have meant something. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It, it, what I take it from, sorry, what I what I take that as though is that someone in the writing staff had their wife or husband cheat with the pool cleaner, and that was what they had to put in this movie. <laughs> Well, at least we got payoff on that then. All right, Ian, now I feel better. That's all I can think of. That's, that's all I can think of for that. Because it made no sense. I was like, he's not yeah. going to be offended by that, dummy. First of all, he just killed you, but then also he's not a pool cleaner. So I, I just, I, I don't get it. I don't understand. The other question is too, why wouldn't he tell his wife that vampires exist if he's trying to keep her safe? Yeah. Uh, because I think that also makes a lot of sense for why they need all the locks and everything. Yeah. Maybe she'd question him and he'd be like, oh, and then, Hey, why do you work at, you know, whatever? Why do you do this? Or why do you do that? Or why does your truck look blah, blah, all of these questions that she would have over their years of marriage. He's just like, oh baby, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't care about breaking codes. So there can't be a code in the union that says you can't tell your wife or significant other that vampires exist because yeah, because he wouldn't care. Yeah, why would that? Why would that be the one code he cares about? I don't. I. I just. I. I will never. I think we've talked about this on the show before because I, I've definitely mentioned it in show form and in real life. Where if you were in, I always thought it was funny, even though I love the show Supernatural. I always thought it was funny that. People aren't shouting from the fucking rooftops that these things exist. Yeah. Because, yes, so at some point someone will be like, oh, that person's crazy. But with the amount of things that happen, they're bound to see a vampire at some point. So why wouldn't you just take the risk and tell people there are vampires? Hey, look, I'll take you to the union Mm -hmm. and you can see this entire operation about killing vampires. That kind of stuff exists. Why would you want people to not know? Because wouldn't they just dedicate their lives to killing vampires, which would be a good thing? God. Like right now, if ghosts and if ghosts and demons and werewolves and vampires and blah blah, and they were let's let's go classic form, if they were evil, right? So we're not going into the, you know, some of them are good and so blah blah. I quit my job right now and I'd become a hunter. Because why would you not? Yeah. 
it would be it would be life's ultimate purpose to eliminate evil and save people from like I just I don't get it. Why would that not be a thing? So why would he keep that from his wife? I I kind of understand maybe not telling your kid about it right away because they'd be super scared. But also your kid should probably know some maybe she carries garlic on her. Maybe she you know what I mean? Like there's mm-hmm. there's none of that. He doesn't sneak anything into her backpack or anything to make sure she's warded against vampires. <sighs> she's not good. I'm just so disappointed. So then at the end, you know, you think Snoop Dogg's dead and and they're walking out together and it looks like they're gonna move back in together. You know, and and they're not leaving L.A. or wherever the fuck they are. And you're supposed to be like, oh, that's, you know, whatever. And Dave Franco. Oh, oh, yeah. They uh, they go out to the main thing and the captain shows up. Yeah, the captain shows up and it's that classic scene of you broke all these rules. But now all of a sudden, Dave Franco decides to. I don't think it was act. Whatever he was doing was very embarrassing but reading the codes off of why, like all of a sudden he has an attitude because he's a vampire, but he doesn't tell the captain that he's a vampire. So is he going to still have a job in the union as a vampire? I think that's for the sequel, Ian. I okay. think, uh, sorry, I was, I was thinking about that one for a while. <laughs> I appreciate the thought. <laughs> because also actually there was a sigh on there that was too deep for my mic to pick it up it's really but i just uh. that's and then jamie fox knows the rule doesn't exist and it's it's a whole dumb thing he read a newspaper he read a newsletter or some shit and then dave franco and and the chick just leave together but they're not like romantic they're just like oh well, we're just gonna leave because the movie doesn't need us anymore so they just walk away that's that's it. It's not like let's go clean up the rest of these bad vampires or blah blah. Mm-hmm. Nothing. It's just eh, we're just gonna walk away. Uh, so then the captain, I guess, has to have him in the union now for some reason. Uh, he also didn't seem to care that much that Big John, who could barely ever or like never die because he was so cool, is dead. And then the last scene of the movie is Snoop Dogg climbing out of the sewer, saying that he loves L.A. And walking away. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's I got the movie. That's that's a movie. It's a very loose definition of a movie. Um, yeah. I like the length. <laughs> it was getting there. Never, never complain about that length. I got you. <laughs> I got you. No, and by the way, another dropped uh, plot point that we, there was no time for us to bring up there because it didn't make any sense was remember that multiple times they brought up that the oldest vampire's name is El Jefe? And yeah. then never talked about it ever. No, they mentioned that she isn't El Jefe. No, so she isn't. Right. But that's what, but wouldn't it have made sense maybe if like Snoop Dogg was El Jefe? Or Yeah, you, or something. You know what I mean? But it's done or have at the end of the movie, if you want to do a sequel, have El Jefe show up and be like, You killed my daughter. I can't wait to get you pool <laughs> cleaner. You know, like whatever. Just yeah. something. And it's still it just made why bring it up? Why bring it up? Just not good. No, I'm angry. It's just not good. All right, Ian. Yep. So while you're not uh, now, while you're wired and everything, um, <laughs> what would you give this as a grade? So, like I said, fifty-eight percent Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. I would legitimately, I would have to put this at like the twelve to fifteen percent. All right. the The thing about it is, it's bad CGI. 
It's bad acting. It's bad storytelling. The amount of plot holes and plot devices that just aren't even brought up anymore during the movie. I, I can't. And all I see are dollar signs in the actor's eyes. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all I see is this is a weekend shoot. We just do some dumb shit and then we're out of here. And I, like I said, I do not hold that against them for it. Get your fucking money. If I could do that, I would do that as well. So I, I totally get it. There are no more sellouts in this world. It's 2022. If you're not a sellout, there's something wrong. And that's yep. why this show this show isn't selling out. So there's something wrong. <laughs> <It's for sure. laughs> because we get in trouble for everything that is said on this show because we make fun of popular things because they suck. And that's just the way yep. it is. So... Uh, yeah, man, I have to go. I have to go twelve, fifteen percent because they're that one good idea they had with the powder stuff just mm-hmm. is not. I will never. There's no reason for me to ever watch this movie again because it wasn't funny enough for me to watch it again. So, what about yourself? How are you feeling? Uh, thinking about it, um, somewhere in like low thirties, I think, because the action was well done. I think towards certain scenes. Like towards the end, just cut that. Sure. Like all that fight just sucked. Yeah. But every other fight before that was like very well done, very practical feeling. And there was some, well, besides the speeding up stuff, like the bad CGI yeah. and the speeding up. If you had done that at regular time, I probably mm-hmm. would have enjoyed it more. Yeah, definitely. And like you mentioned earlier, there are way too many throws that like you just go through a wall or, you know. You could tell that they had a budget for the wire department yes. and <laughs> yes. they were just pulling people through shit. <laughs> yeah, just pull, pull you through the wall. <laughs> but like for like the f- actual like non-sped up stuff, yeah. I think it was well executed. They did some it wrestling was fun. moves. There was, a sunset, yeah. there was a sunset flip. There was a Panama sunrise. Hell yeah. There. And I was like, wow. I was like, okay, I guess they're giving a nod to Blade maybe a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, I, I no, I get, I get you on that. Go ahead. Yeah, and I think if you just cut out like if you went from the exposition, he's poor, cut out half of the noise there and then just put in more fights for him to get money and then completely retooled the end scene, cut Dave Franco's <laughs> weird shit out. I think like you're down to about probably an hour 15 at that point. Sure. And I feel like you could have pulled it off. Yeah, I would have just liked I would have liked more of a dark comedy aspect mm. instead of like I, I forget how they they do this as a oh by the way they call him a hard a hard working blue collar dad who just wants to provide good for his family <laughs> I think that's my last sigh I have in me if I exhale deeply anymore I'm not sure I'll be able to inhale yeah this is the dude by the way this is the dude's uh, JJ Perry's directorial debut and it's Oh my god! Yeah, I'm not even gonna go into it. They call it like a thriller, like a comedy vampire thriller action movie extravaganza bullshit or whatever. <sighs> yeah, dude. If if it'd been a little bit darker, if it and when I when I mean darker, I don't mean the lighting. Uh, it's Zack Snyder. Thank you. Yeah, I mean I I just want if they had turned his friend, if the pawnbroker had been turned, and then there were there was actual storyline, not plot devices that were dropped. If, if things like made sense, I would have been much, much better with that. Or even show also show that the union is made of humans and vampires. Do, yeah. You know what I mean? Do something different 
that would have that would have made a whole lot more sense. And by the way, I think they said the name of the movie in the show in the the name of the movie in the movie multiple times, and that always makes me fucking groan. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, man, I look. We did it for fun because we wanted to do a show on a dumb movie, and that's what we did. I mm-hmm. feel like this was the stake in Netflix's heart. I, I certainly hope it was. I have unfortunately looked at the promotion stuff and the comments are all good, but I believe those people were probably paid. That's yeah, my belief. I don't believe anyone's stupid enough to actually think this movie was good, unless you're seven years old. Yeah, that was going to be my last point. I know we don't want to talk about this movie anymore. <laughs> no, what audience is this for? Because originally all the ads I saw was like Snoop Dogg and Jamie Foxx fighting crime. So I'm like, all right. So it's going to be like roughly my age. People who would know who uh, Snoop no. Dogg is. No, 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 dude. I'm going, I'm going teenage. This is 14 year old yeah. boy. Yeah. This is 14 year old boy, especially if you're, uh, I mean, I would say, cause normally you're like, oh, 14 year old, 14 year old suburban boys. But because it's got the rap music and all that kind of stuff, I think you expand that. But Maybe you're supposed to be like, hey, Jamie Foxx is a hero because he's killing vampires and Snoop Dogg's so cool. I I don't know. Maybe it's a role model movie. I don't get it. But that's just me. I'd rather watch a good vampire movie. Yeah, and that's why I question the choice of Snoop Dogg because, I mean, he's he's getting kind of old. I'm sure young people know who he is, but other than the fact that, yeah, other than the fact that he like comments over things with, Kevin Hart, I don't know if he's that relevant for the teen market. Well, don't forget, he does he does all those commercials for like mm-hmm. everything. Plus, he did the Super Bowl halftime show and he was he's in that Go Big show or whatever. He does oh, any show yeah. whatsoever. So he will be known. It's kind of similar to the way unfortunately that the generation below us knows Snoop Dogg and Ice Cube as actors. Like they know Ice Cube from yeah. yeah from Are We There Yet or whatever the fuck instead of you know doing all the fucking awesome shit they did when they were younger they don't know the music side of these mm-hmm. guys I'm not I'm never going to make fun of them for their music absolutely no not. but everything else they've done yes for sure because <laughs> the Dave Franco is obviously that's the 14 year old boy crowd I mean that's that's the obvious play there. He makes that weird crying noise all the time. He pees his pants. He poops his pants. There's blood and gore. Well, I think women do little girls like that now. Maybe. I don't know. Huh. I mean, because yeah. remember, Dave, Dave Franco somehow is a sex symbol. I don't know how uh, that's possible, but hmm. that is what he is. I mean, dude, he 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 pulled Allison Brie, and she's like 10 years older than him or some shit, probably. How far the mighty have fallen? Yeah, well, there's got to be something there. I mean, I would, I would assume, but I think he's seen as a sex symbol, which is strange. Uh, but I believe that is true. <sighs> so yeah. Uh, yeah. Whew. All right. Well, <laughs> are there any, are there any closing statements you want to make there, Nick? Nope. Uh, Good luck, everybody. Stay safe out there, I guess. <laughs> and don't watch this movie. Yeah, make Please sure don't you... encourage them. Let them burn their $100 million. Yeah, make It's sure number have... one on Netflix today. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. Just saw that. That makes me feel great about my life choices. I've heard good things about The Sandman. Go watch The Sandman or some shit. I'll, I'll probably watch that at some point. That's All that's right. what I've heard. I Dude, the only reason why I stick with Netflix still 
is that I'm waiting for the second season of Alice in Borderland to come out. That's all mm. that matters to me. That's the only reason why I'm paying. Only reason. And by the way, I wanted to do this, but I was in the middle of my move, so I probably missed the opportunity. But apparently Netflix is doing a live reality show squid game. Like with murder? I hope so. <laughs> yeah. I honestly hope up. so. But you better fucking believe I would have signed up for that. Murder or not. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been fine. I, I hope they, they have like American version where you're playing like dodgeball and foosball and foursquare and shit like that. I would have been all over that fucking shit. Oh, hell yeah. <sighs> so anyways, yes. I, I would recommend that people not watch this movie. I mean, really? I, I just don't it doesn't make any sense no. it's not funny enough it's not it's not so bad it's funny it's not oh, like yeah. nick and i have done shows we've we've watched movies and done shows where the movie was so bad it's funny that is not the case here this is just a bad movie that's that's really it so i would not recommend it but you guys are all independent fucking people so do whatever the fuck you want it's fine all right nick well, we got one more movie before we do our 100th episode spectacular. So I'm going to ask you this. I think your answer is always great for this. Do you have any final words for everyone? No, no, I, I re- I'm sorry. I'm burnt out, everybody. I just, <laughs> I don't know if I, <laughs> this is unsustainable. <laughs> very, very true. But I will do what I normally do. I will leave you the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone.